This is one of the worst lines I bought it to. Oh, never mind. Sharpie stuff with. Sharpie, Sharpie, Sharpie. Sharpie. Mm. Sharpie. Don't put a Sharpie in your bum. Sharpie. Lick the book. Lick the book. It's it's important to understand. Lick the book. <laughs> the Sharpie! Shots locked us in this dingy apartment <laughs> and forced us to watch Freddy Got Fingered. And I'm pretty sure he broke Cody. We need help. Biscuit. Send help, please. Biscuit. Aura! going to be so fucking mad at us. Aura! going to be like this all night. Aura! Uh, what? <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> Rub my belly. All right, I feel, I think I got maybe like two two to three more minutes of that in me, and uh, I feel my I ears like ready to pop right now. <laughs> oh my god! Hello, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the the post Christmas time, which we're definitely in. Um, can we can we please just be there, please? We have traveled to the future of two thousand and one. Uh, that was pretty crazy what happened with that impeachment, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. In 2001? No, 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 the other one, the one that just happened because we're past the holidays. There's been one in 2001, too, that has not happened that long. <laughs> huh. was that? <laughs> Remember that? That's topical. There's a lot of blowjobs in this movie. And welcome to a special edition of uh, our that podcast shows. It's uh it's a fifth Monday this December, so jo- we just do Josh has turned to pick something apparently. different. <laughs> I, I, we did a thing that I wanted to do for a while, which is watch one of my favorite movies, which is not a movie that other people always like, called uh, Freddy Got Fingered. We watched a cartoon Cody wanted to watch, and now we'll watch a movie Josh wants to watch. You didn't have the special episode. That was a further ado, which oh. is in a different continuity. Is it really? Yeah. Damn. Okay. We'll pretend that didn't happen. I won't be editing it out, though. <laughs> Neither will he. No. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to edit it? No. Just post the shit drive. Live, oh, yeah. Li- live to tape, buddy. Whatever Much, you just yeah, said, yeah. that's going up. I'm but an albatross. It is, it is the special that podcast gets fingered. I guarantee you, Bill Kane has full force whacked a bamboo cane against somebody's leg <laughs> per their request. I'm going to say it has happened. Are you... <laughs> well, okay. Well, well that's slander. <laughs> no. uh, um, I, I, I was just going to say, is there a what's joke gonna, there? What's he gonna, no, I just, I'm just stating a thing. I was, I was, it's okay. We, uh, sorry, we had your back. I was just waiting if for you, the... If you find me suicided in my jail cell... <laughs> oh, God. Don't believe it. So I'm your host, Josh. <laughs> also here, Aura and Cody. I'm 28! I can make a cheese sandwich! <laughs> I am sorry, I did 28 not know... 28 years old, Dad. <laughs> I am sorry, I did not know that you were pregnant. <laughs> That was a, okay. a whole thing. So yeah, there's going to be swears and there's going to be spoilers. So let's just get into the movie. Don't do too much of it. You can find all the rest of our podcasts at thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm. Okay, now we can get into it. All right, let's get into it. Freddy Got Fingered was a uh, 2001 film, uh, which is a great year for film. It kind of was uh, a great year for film, though. It kinda, like, no, it kind of was. I'm not even joking. I mean, it's a weird year. I mean, some of my favorite. Uh, it, was the the first... last, it, it was the end of an era. Well, yeah. Very specifically. Because... For cause, some reason. Well, because the first Spider-Man comes out with Toby, uh, Toby uh, McGuire. I'm looking up what one came of, out in the same month as uh, this movie. My One of my favorites, uh, you're going to argue with me, but Vanilla Sky. Uh, the original was better. Oh, yeah. The, the exact same movie with, <laughs> with different actors. It was better. <laughs> Whoa. All right. This is quite a week of film. Yeah. A month of film. For April 2001, the other movies in the theater at this point in time were Bridget Jones' Diary, Pokemon 3 The Movie, Josie and the Pussycats, Driven, Joe Dirt. Wow. So I wonder why this movie didn't do as good. Josie and the Pussycats was another good sleeper hit. Uh, Just Visiting Kingdom Come and also Along Came a Spider. 
we had talked about doing Josie and the Pussycats for the show at one point, and uh, yeah, that, that one's lost it. to the sand of time. Yeah, maybe sometime we'll go back for it. Yeah. I have seen Pokemon 3. I don't think I have. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was the target audience for Pokemon 3 in 2001. So, so this film was the uh, was around the peak of the career for Tom Green, who, if our audience is like Cody, might not fucking remember in the slightest, because he was really a splash against the fucking... I was the target audience for the Pokemon 3 movie in 2001. <laughs> you would, you would. What, do you think, what do you think your parents would have thought about this one if they had taken you to it? Oh my god. I, <laughs> I literally, as soon as the second horse jerk-off scene happened, I was like... <laughs> I was like, imagine how many other... Can that be the title of the episode, please? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the I second was... horse jerk-off scene. I was thinking specifically about how many other kids went to see this with their dads and were like so embarrassed because it was something they wanted to watch with their friends and then their dad decided to take them to see it. Yeah. Well, it is. Was, a, I haven't checked, but I'm pretty fucking sure this was a hard R. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a father-son movie. Um, <laughs> It's like a Goofy movie. It's like a dad, father, son road trip movie. It's just like Goofy movie. Yeah. Hmm. It's a a father and a son. uh, That's about it. A lot of similarities between it and Goof Troop. (laughs) Less less, uh, power station, though, if I recall. There's just as many, um, I guess they're dogs, right? And Goofy is Max's son. So there's animal procreation in both Goof Troop and Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, there's a missing mother figure. Um, <laughs> so Tom Green was this uh, Canadian guy who I think got started on public access and eventually got picked up by MTV <laughs> like around the time of like Andy Milanakis as well, who was another of his fucking... Oh, ones. yeah. <laughs> the beginning of the end for MTV, <laughs> if and you asking me. It, it was was this that. also Wonder Shows in Beavis time? and Butthead was the beginning of the end for MTV. You shut your mouth. Listen. That's what started to get them into programming that wasn't music videos. Mm. Mm. Uh, but Tom Green's show was, I don't know, sort of a precursor to Jackass and the Bam Margera show where he did like stupid pranks to people and uh, weird little bits. Uh, I, I didn't watch it much because I didn't really care for that because I don't like those kinds of reality shows. They strike me as kind of mean-spirited. Uh, yells a lot. Somewhere in that, somebody got the idea that Tom Green should launch a film. That he was going to launch a comedy film franchise, or a comedy film that would make a name. And thus was created Freddy Got Fingered. Um, How hard do you think the executives fought him on this title? (laughs) It has to have been a tough fight to get that title through. Because right from the start, there's nothing... There's there's nothing in that title that could be good. True. And the connotations the con- are way worse. And as it turns out, it's it's as bad as you think it is. Because it is literally what you would think. It's not even like you could be like, "Oh, Freddie got like, you know, like fingered as in like accused of a crime." But no, that's not it. I definitely wondered if that <laughs> he was He did not. <laughs> what if the producers of this movie were like the animation producer though? In that he walked in there with just this pile of sketches, and then the whoever at MTV, because I'm sure it's MTV Films that had something to do with this, mm-hmm. was just was just like, here is the check for a million dollars. Go make your movie. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure the production meeting looks something like this. Uh, well, kids like this Tom Green guy, so let's give him money, like a small amount of money, to make a fucking dumb movie. Yeah. This wasn't a very expensive movie, I can't imagine. It, it doesn't look like it. But was it doesn't look like there was any pushback or anything from this the is... animation producer. So I'm wondering oh, yeah. if there's no pushback from the movie producers either. Whoever it was had a very light touch. Yeah. <laughs> so this film, I think, is a very good reflection of something in Tom Green's worldview. Well, oh, oh, Tom Green, I love doing cocaine with you, and I would gladly give you the money to make your movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I as I you know said a couple of times while we were watching it just now, I mean this was an extended episode of the Tom Green Show. I mean if you if you had seen the Tom Green Show, you know this is it with some narrative stapled on for good measure. You well, know? With narrative and fictional context, which makes a difference. Yeah. Which is it's, your point, and we yeah. can talk about that discussionally, I we, guess. No, we definitely will once we get through. Like, I guess we should walk through what 
what passes for the plot of this film. Oh, um, it goes back and forth a lot. Tom Green plays Gordy, who is an animator, uh, which seems to mean that he makes still drawings of he's he's a, cats and he's an animator in the way centaurs. that Brendan Fraser is an animator in Monkey Bone, yeah. where I, I draw three pictures the duration of this movie and that's it. But I'm the cartoon creator. Yeah, he's he's more of a cartoonist, but his ambition is to be an animator, I guess, and he's done a couple of proof drawings and he thinks that's all you need to know. It's not as uh, glamorous to run around in restaurants screaming, I want to be a showrunner. <laughs> he is 28, <laughs> yeah. as he makes sure you know I, in the first I, dialogue scene. I gotta look this up. I gotta look how, how old he was during this movie. It's, yeah, let us know. Uh, he claims to be 28, and he's going to go to Hollywood from Portland. He may uh, well have is, been near 28. Eh. Well, he'd be a little older. Um, and his parents are very, or his dad in particular, who's played by Rip Torn, uh, is very glad to see him out of the house because he, uh, as, as we will find out, uh, didn't think much for Gordy's chances in this world, this cruel, cruel world. Uh, perhaps not without cause. He also has a mother and a brother named Freddy. Uh, he's going to Hollywood, he's going to try and be an animator, but he also has a job in the cheese sandwich factory. Assembling cheese sandwiches. Hey, he looks rough now. That's what I look like in, like, now. <laughs> that is a mug <laughs> I'm sorry, Cody. Kinda. I'm getting there. So He was 30. He was 30? Yep. Yeah, so That's only 28. He was only playing a couple years younger. Whoa, Andy Dick's 53. Yeah, Andy Dick is older. And uh, probably not doing great. So, he goes to Hollywood... And he finds, uh, he works at the cheese, fac- cheese sandwich factory a little bit. Uh, by working, meaning jumps on the assembly sla- line, grabs a salami, and slaps old women in the face with it, uh, holding it at dick level. <laughs> talking about how it's his sausage or salami or some shit. Uh, and then he decides to break into... Radioactive Studios or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Animation studio headed by uh, Anthony Michael Hall, and with uh, Drew Barrymore as a receptionist who was dating Tom Green at the time. Inexplicably, there's in the end credits there are scenes of them making out, which are disquieting. You got to wonder how how they feel about that now. I wonder if the post credit <laughs> is just to be like, "Hello, I am Drew Barrymore, and I was not held against my will to be Tom Green's girlfriend." Well, they broke up, so you gotta wonder if, they look, like, if... I was gonna say you gotta wonder what she thinks when she watches it now, but I can't imagine <laughs> Drew Barrymore is ever watching this film again. You remember that time we weren't held against our will in Josh's dingy apartment <laughs> while he made us watch Freddy Got Fingered? Oh, come Podcast on. Podcast audience. How many things have I read because of you? That was the thing Anyway. We were saying that we need to make... Oh, I'm gonna make you guys read the Goldfish Horror comic. <laughs> That'd be cool, I think. This isn't a production meeting. This is no, a podcast. I know. The microphone's on right now. Listen. Oh, I, I know how to do it. Oh, guys, I got a pitch for an episode. It's the goldfish. It's the goldfish. It's the goldfish. So Gordy breaks into the studio uh, and finds out where Anthony Michael Hall is having his lunch by pretending that his wife is dead. Uh, and then walks in dressed as an English Bobby, yelling at patrons until he finds Anthony Michael Hall, who praises his drawings and basically says, uh, kind of a nice version of, you got fucking nothing, kid. Like, quit your dumb job and become an animator. And get inside the animals. <laughs> which is nothing you ever want to tell Tom Green. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene following up in which he finds a, a roadkill deer carcass, slices it open, wears its skin and runs around the road and eventually gets smacked by a semi-truck, which he somehow survives. It's like... it's like That is not what I expected to happen. <laughs> which made Aura laugh a lot. However, yes. he pretends. Yes, no, <laughs> Every it was great. Is, there definitely... Reaction to this. <laughs> Every... Hang on. Something you have to understand about, about my watching of these sorts of movies. Like... Uh, every time there's a little bit of slapstick, like, I, it gets me every time. I love slapstick. 
Yeah. I would, I would think there would be things you like in this movie. Then. But I suppose we'll get to I it. didn't say I, know, I, I hated know, it. I know. I'm just... <laughs> the whole holding us against our wheel was a joke. Right, audience? A joke? <laughs> Wink. It's joke. And then there's the second the second horse jerk-off scene. He's already jerked off a horse once. Forgot to mention that on the way there. But isn't, did, he no, jerk, the sec- did he jerk him off or did no. he just watches him fuck? The second time he just watches them copulate while he stuffs his face with a silver platter of sandwiches. Still coated in blood. Still coated in blood, yes. <laughs> and then then he get, he comes home and as he's driving through the neighborhood, a little kid runs up and is like, oh, hey, Gordy, and smacks his fucking head straight into Gordy's car and it comes back incredibly bloody. <laughs> The running joke is this kid getting <laughs> every bit of slapstick, eh? Getting yep. uh, hit a lot, and it, and not only just getting hit, but us seeing the very brutal consequences in many scenes. I've, I've never been hit with like like a theater stage prop bottle, like a sugar glass bottle, but I can't imagine that it doesn't still hurt to get hit in the face with one of those. Oh, certainly it would. Oh, I'm to understand. Blank still hurt a little bit. <laughs> uh, like shooting blanks. I mean, that hurts in a different way. <laughs> blanks aren't supposed to hurt. They, they hurt if they, like the powder hits you. Still, if they jam in it wrong, then they hurt you. Like they hurt Brandon Lee. No, was... no, 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 no. Oh, no, oh hang shit. on. The powder, the like powder stuff, still hits you though. Mm. And it, it's not the powder that hurts from a bullet. It's the bullet. I was making an impotence joke. Yes, you are. So, Gordy moves back home with his dad, uh, and we find out that, although the film is structured as this, like, kid goes to Hollywood and makes a big film, it's immediately trying to subvert that, and it's really just a film about this fucking insane person and his insane father, like, yelling at each other. And that's, that's what the remainder remaining hour and 15 minutes of this film is about. Yep. I got a job. And they're sort of escalating contest to, to injure one another. <laughs> uh, Gordy also gets a girlfriend who is a, a woman who has a, who is paraplegic in a hospital mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who is obsessed yeah. with being hit in the legs with a switch mm-hmm. uh, and loves giving blowjobs. Yeah. Uh, she's also an amateur rocket scientist trying to create a mm-hmm. rocket-powered wheelchair. Everything about yeah. that sounds like it's made up by a fucking kid in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like everything about describing this movie sounds like when you're at when you ask your asshole neighbor what Nightmare on Elm Street's about. <laughs> this is this is the type of character that's made by the guy in Office Space. That's like hell yeah, I've thought about it. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> you know what would be perfect if there was a, a paraplegic girl and she had a switch. She, and she just wanted me to wail on her. Yeah. <laughs> so you might wonder where the title comes from. Uh, the title comes Do from I? the escalation, the audience. <laughs> oh, no, okay. <laughs> uh, eventually the family ends up in therapy. Uh, Gordy and his dad and mom. Uh, his mother, who he encourages to leave his father and, and have sex with anonymous men. Uh, after this scene. After though. this scene. But yeah, it, it still happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, they go to meet with a therapist, and Tom Green, I guess out of spite, accuses his father of molesting his younger brother, Freddy, who is, of course, an adult, and is 25 years old, uh, which results in Freddy getting. Uh huh. My favorite yeah. bit Freddy getting hauled off by child services and put in a home for, for children, for abused children. No uh-huh. more secrets. Uh-huh. Where they all wear shirts to say no more secrets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> uh, this starts a downward spiral in Rip Torn's life. Uh, as he gets really drunk, berates Gordy. Uh, and in the process of berating Gordy, because he says... Yeah. He starts shouting, like... His, Gordy says, fuck you. And he says, you want to fuck me? And he pulls down his pants and whips his ass out. And points it at Gordy and starts saying to fuck him. And his wife witnesses this and leaves him because... She just saw her husband accused of molesting children and then try and point his ass at her other child. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh, somewhere in there, Tom Green gives up and works at a sandwich shop, although he never does very good at it. Uh, but then he sees that his former love interest's rocket-powered wheelchair is working. So he goes back to Hollywood with a new cartoon about his family done as... Centaurs. Z- zebra centaurs. 
uh, which Anthony Michael Hall is thinking about doing until Rip Torn breaks in and smashes his office up, uh, which I guess convinces him that it's a believable cartoon. Uh, and he writes Gordy a check for a million dollars. You dummy, it's 2001. There's no abusive fathers around. Uh, Gordy spends all of the money performing stupid stunts, culminating in his, him transporting his father in a portion of their house uh-huh. to Palestine yeah. uh, in order to... Pakistan. Pakistan sorry. Uh, in reference to an offhanded comment his father once made, uh, which... Also results in them being captured by, uh-huh. I don't even know who, Pakistani militants, I suppose? Uh, they just seem like cool drinking buddies. And and eventually, the film ends with them being released and coming back to America, and there's a bunch of flags and signs asking when the movie is going to be over. Tom, Tom Green's the only person with a gun in that scene, and I'm very scared for um, a movie that happened 18 years ago. Yep. That's, that's sort of the plot. But sort the thing of. about this movie is that the plot isn't really much of the point. I like it when he works at the sandwich store. That was fun. <laughs> like, what I like about this film is that what you want to people... do to the customers? Is that is that is this an enactment of? Are these en- is this enough magic cards for you? <laughs> you need some more magic cards, buddy. <laughs> you want some more magic cards? <laughs> that was that's what it would be at my job. <laughs> What I like about this film, and what some oh. other people that are sort of cult fans of this film like, is that it's kind of anti-cinema. Like, you can yeah. see, particularly in that first 15 minutes when he goes to Hollywood, like, the idea of, let's take this comedy guy and give him a movie where he's this plucky kid who fucking gets blah yada 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 right? Like, your standard Saturday Night Live alumni movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it very quickly, as a film, expresses his complete disinterest in that. Uh, he does become an animator, but it feels really incidental and mostly just to, f- to fuel the ending. <laughs> there is a love interest, and they do end up together, but they spend so little time together that it fucking never feels like there's a love interest so much as something to justify more comic bits. It's more of an act of Dadaism or art terror than it is a conventional fucking an- like Animal House comedy. Yes, and no. <laughs> I see where that perspective could come from, but even this is one of those situations where even in doing sort of anti-film, it's still doing film in a way that, like... Yeah, obviously everything is. Well, yeah, but it's not complete non-sequitur. Yeah. The end. Okay. <laughs> I never said that it was, though. I never said that you said it was. Ha! <laughs> I like it when he when he touched the animal parts. <laughs> Remember when he made the cheese sandwich? <laughs> I guess since the movie mostly consists of bits, a good way to talk about it is just to talk about bits that were interesting in it. <laughs> Out, it, it it goes back and forth a little bit. It's it's that thing of like how I mean we talked about what we're watching it. How many times can you keep making the same joke for it to stop being funny, for it to come back to being funny, and then to go away and then come back like again? Yeah. I don't know. What's the devil you know? <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. Uh. A weird thing about this film that I hadn't even really realized until this watch through is how fucking gory it is. Yeah, holy shit. Like, I would, Are you it, talking it about where he's throwing the baby around the room or where he cuts open the the roadkill? Or are you talking about... When his friend breaks his leg and has a compound fracture, very clearly visible. Oh, or the several the times, f- like when the kid oh. gets hit in the face with a baseball and we get an a, a inset of him spitting teeth and blood. Uh, <laughs> The, the the last bit of the film is a kid because the, the, there's another joke with the kid wanders off by the plane that's returning oh. the, the Gordy and his dad and he walks towards a moving propeller and they're all just sprayed with blood and he says I'm okay dad and that ends the movie um, <laughs> when you uh, 
when you go to IMDb's trivia, <laughs> the very the very first piece of trivia is is not a piece of trivia about this movie at all. In fact, it is a quote from Mike Staklasa of Red Letter Media once said, "You could say this was the second worst thing to happen in 2001." See, it's a very sharply divisive movie. Uh, that way. I, I don't. You probably didn't see at the top. Metacritic has it at a thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, out of a hundred, by the way, just so that just so that we're clear as to what the scale there is. Eighty-seven percent of people are wrong. <laughs> it's a, it won five Razzies, so it won several prestigious awards. <laughs> Anyone who cares about the Razzies... Is <laughs> Tom Green showed up to the ceremony to pick up his awards. Yeah. He would. That's, that's not, funny. That's a very Tom Green thing to do. I bet he was very cordial. Oh, that's weird and interesting. Okay, cool piece of trivia. Uh, the movie... The, the surgery footage that Freddy is watching when the uh, police come to take him away from his father is actually Tom Green's surgery. Yeah, that's it. I noticed that in the credits. And uh, Tom Green had cancer surgery, and they filmed it for. There's what I, he does. Was, his charity. His charity was called Save Tom Green's Nuts, and it was <laughs> and it raised a bunch of money for like testicular cancer research. Damn, that's kind of. I mean, that's cool. That's like one good thing you can well, do out of it. You, well, yeah. This is the deal. Like, you know, one of the things we discussed you know as i i said you know this is like hit, uh, bits from his show strung together and josh said except for the non how did you say it except for the non reality elements or how did you something like that that's yeah, fictional the fictionalized yeah oh yeah and the thing is like that charity organization like was one of the moments where like Oh, Tom Green isn't crazy. He's he's doing a bit. Like the whole mm-hmm. th- even though it seems like it's his real life, it's a bit. Yeah. I don't know if we get that with reality TV contemporarily <laughs> as much. Mm-hmm. I do, and that's why I don't like a lot of that stuff as much. Like I I can't I can't really enjoy actual suffering. Sure. <laughs> I so, guess I know that's, that sounds fucking hoity-toity, but I, I did you did you see that thing I posted on Facebook? I don't know, like two weeks ago, about how like Big Brother, I think it was Spain, forced a woman to watch her own rape. I, I Jesus, didn't see that. I don't know if it was you that posted, but I definitely saw that. Yeah, I, I assume you did post it, but I mean, I saw it somewhere as well. Like, saying. let me tell you, like I used to love Big Brother, and I stopped like five or six years ago. But like, <laughs> you know, like hearing that of like, the show I used to love, it's just like. Oh gosh, that you know, yeah. like, and and I'll give context here just so that like the listener isn't like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or like, this woman, I guess, drank too much, passed out. One of the other guests, uh, house guests, they call him on the show, had his way with her, and then they called her into the thing and said, uh, the diary room, it's called, which is just sort of this private room where the producers get to talk to the. I, I, actors on the show, the characters. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you'd say it. Guests is fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and and basically said you need to see this and showed her the tape and taped her reaction for TV before calling anybody from services or the police or anything like Jesus. that. From what I understood from reading the article, their version was that they were trying to get verification of what had happened before they called in emergency services. Uh, which is just a wrong move, and certainly the fact that they filmed it is scuzzy as shit because you shouldn't film that. Well, they film everything. Yeah, but you should so, turn off the camera, man. <laughs> uh, throw some producers in there and be like, "No, bad." Like that's not a thing. You need you three suits in this room before we can turn the cameras off. Yeah, they all have keys that you have to turn at the exact same time. Like well, morally, that's not a well, thing that you. Can I mean, do. but no, and yeah. they should have had somebody with experience in trauma processing present. Shh, absolutely. Uh, on that show, though, I mean, they've they've taped pretty, you know, kind of other brutal thing. I mean, like, uh, you know, I almost called them characters again. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you why I keep saying that and why I keep... Because I've said to Josh, Josh is aware of my, my stance on this, but I, I have a paper in me that never will get published about how these people are not people, but in fact characters on the show, and that's why I keep saying characters, but... Character, uh, they've taped characters beating on other characters, 
while while the show has gone on and eventually bring it to a stop, but let it boil for a little while first, you know? So. Rating spike. I mean, and at least in that, they could probably claim that they didn't know what was going to happen. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no delay on the live but, feeds, though, because, yeah. I mean, there are things like... Um, Big Brother After Dark. Well, racial slurs that they've, oh. you know, not censored that, like, have gotten people in trouble and... And well, uh, there was one, that... yeah, <laughs> that one guy there. that joked about all, all number of terrible things, and then he ended up winning the show. And then once he got out, they like arrested him. Basically, oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I was talking about that one season where I, I read about a bunch of people that were they had some sort of texting out tool or something, some tweeting thing uh, that somebody got in trouble for sending out a bunch of racist shit. Oh. And then they got sent out into the world, and they found out that everybody uh, fucking hated them because they just said a bunch of racist shit. And God, how would how you know? Ugh. Yeah, there's yeah, they're trying to perform a certain thing, and I think they don't think about what they're sure what that entails entirely. It's like when you forget that the microphone's off. So is the is the, <laughs> is the Tom Green show more structured like a reality show like that he had reality bits that were sort of interstitial with like i don't know kind of obvious comedy bits so is it yeah like it was kind of deliberately unclear i think sometimes what was real okay although i'm not it there are definitely parts where particularly where he fucks with his parents that you can kind of tell are not scripted because of the reactions of his parents mm-hmm. could not possibly sort of like be yeah you know like kind of okay so that that makes me think of the unless same. So they it's are less, superb actors in their own right so which it's less I guess could be but yeah it's less Eric Andre like on the street messing with people and then hosting interviews and it is more like uh, I. I really don't watch a lot of reality TV, but you mentioned... I know the Viva La Bam stuff or the Bam Majera show is the stuff where he's, like, waking his parents up at, like, 4 a.m. with giant, um, like, air horns or, you know, whatever. Stuff like that. And that's stitched around, like, a loose premise of, like, hanging out with your friends, but also mostly just, like, doing Like, the bit where he... The bit in the movie where he disassembles parts of the house, Mm -hmm. he did that on his show. Like, I, I remember I mean, that episode. Or is it without drugging his parents? <laughs> yeah, no. So, is it his real parents in the show, or is it also different, like, actors that are playing his parents? No, I think those are really his parents, yay. Because the Bam Majera stuff was really his parents as well, right? Yeah. Okay. But. So there's that. Lick the book. 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 I'm an albatross. That's all I like. And I think there is something in that too. In that the Tom Green style really inflected a bunch more stuff. than He was more successful than his very brief and forgettable career would indicate. The kinds of comedy that are being done in this film... Like, I wonder if they feel a bit more acceptable just because they're so similar to stuff that's being done right now well, on how Cartoon much, Network. You know, how much, where does Andy Kaufman stop and Tom Green start, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and there's always, obviously everything is sort of well, building on that. Yeah. So, like, I already made the comparison to Eric Andre, but honestly, in my head, the thing, the, the person whose modern sense of humor feels more like this, but done in a in a more concise way is Nathan for you. Have either of you guys ever seen that one? No, that no, sounds like some really good though. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's like the same type of stuff. Like he has a loose conceit that he's like a, uh, he's, he's there to help businesses. Mm-hmm. He has like just a business degree and he, he got pretty good grades. That's what it says in each intro. And it's always some bit thing that's going to make your business better and it's uh, always like an idea that sounds good on paper, but no one would ever like actually apply. Like, uh, there's one for a taxi cab services, and he's like, taxis always get famous when people have a baby in the back of a taxi car, right? So you're gonna offer the world's first service that births babies in the back of taxi cabs, and it's always some person who's like, 
a, a very small business and they're like, uh, okay, yeah, I mean, he's got a camera crew and stuff, and so they go for it realistically, but in a weird roundabout way. And there's always that, like, deadpan delivery for him. A more anarchistic Sasha Baron Cohen, too. Yeah. For for Tom Green? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, he, uh, Nathan, uh, for you, or Nathan Phil, not Nathan Fillion. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Fielder is that guy's name, is actually a writer on Sasha Baron Cohen's What is America show. Uh, That makes sense. Yeah, they have a very, very similar, like, set-up-bit film-like reactions of people. But they don't ever... I feel like they're never intentionally malicious towards people or, like, property, stuff like that. I think that was very much a signature of the MTV brand of it. Mm -hmm. Like, the sort of maliciousness of stuff like... Occasional maliciousness of stuff like Jackass. Hurting people or other people (laughs) or yourself. Yeah. Like destroying a, a mailbox or something because it's a federal crime or whatever. And a little of that's funny, don't get me wrong. Like, sure. watching Johnny Knoxville have somebody, like, shoot him with a fucking stun bullet is fucking great to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was hilarious to watch Tom Green get hit by a fucking semi in this movie. No, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was very, very funny. But there's, there's the part where it becomes about, like, fucking with other people in their daily lives and that's yeah. in school. This this whole movie was like it didn't feel like that ever got to this point cuz it felt very yeah. like it's very fictional. Very yeah. As as little as the story matters to what's happening, it, it, its existence I think helps. Like I didn't watch any trailers or anything for this movie, but I when we started it, I thought it was going to be a little closer to Borat where it's like Maybe not necessarily straight to the camera, uh, mm-hmm. faux documentary style, but I thought there would be some more of like, you could tell it's from across the street, and then it's just Tom Green like doing his Tom Greeny thing, but like people's real reactions on the street. Yeah. And that was like watching the Sasha Baron Cohen films. Like I, I sometimes find it a little. Like like the like the bit where he tries to where he's messing with Ron Paul, it's funny, and I don't like Ron Paul, <laughs> and it's hilarious that Ron Paul says he was trying to get fruity with me. Uh, <laughs> it's just the old the old manist thing you could say. Yeah. Why was that guy inexplicably popular with fucking young people for a minute? Anyway, you guys remember when Kyle used to get fruity with me? <laughs> used to. I left you alone there for two hours. Anything could happen. <laughs> but it makes me a little uncomfortable that like he's putting people in situations that they don't. And I think he tries to justify it in the sense that he's talking about politics, that he's making a, a larger point about mm-hmm. the Are kinds you... of people that are influential. You're talking about, like, the What is America stuff or the Borat movie? Even back in Ali G, he would sometimes be talking oh, about. Yeah. I, talking to people. Stuff from Ali G also still feels a little bit like, um, I wouldn't say directionless, but I feel like his projects now definitely have more of a focus. He, he honed in on the politics. But yeah. I think right from the first interview, he was talking to somebody who was involved with the UN or something. And it, and they all, it, it feels more topical, like, each episode or each, like, interview to interview. Like, getting getting Dick Cheney to sign your water jug that you call your waterboarding device. Like, that's, like, on, it makes sense in the context of that thing as opposed yeah. to just bringing in randos as you do something, like, insane in front of them just to get, like, a reaction out of somebody who's from a super conservative business or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're trying to produce viral content, you can walk into an Ikea and shit in a toilet, and right. people will stare at you. But, viral like, content. What, That's a what good point, good actually, Josh. Like, yeah, it, this was I also mean, very much the root of YouTube, mm-hmm. Yeah, which was, was coming about not that long after this kind of shit. Like, something like gallon smashing, you know, would be yeah. a Tom Green bit, you know? All those early YouTube bits were that kind of shit. Have you guys uh, seen the the video that's quote called the greatest freakout ever? That's the so. it's like supposed to be a hidden camera thing, and it has like I think if you looked it up, we did the other day. It's like ten million views or like over that number. That's an old old video of a kid's 
recording his older brother's WoW subscription getting canceled. And he goes to his room and he freaks out and shoves like a remote halfway up his butt. And that was like a huge thing for a while. And now there's like 16 of them. What in the fuck are you watching, <laughs> Cody? I've been very upset. He's wearing boxers. I can't say that I've ever oh. shoved a remote in my asshole as a result. <laughs> Should we watch this live right now? Is that so good why podcast is it that you fodder? do it, then, Josh? Uh, for sexual gratification. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I don't have fault. a I don't have a wheelchair or a switch, so I got to get off it a different way. <laughs> I thought you were on Pokemon. <laughs> ah. Ah. We should we should we should this would be a good time to mention the the, the live feed of your sock garters. <laughs> oh, Could that be Patreon bonus content? Uh, yeah, it, it absolutely it is, Cody. It is, That's, our, it is on our Patreon. Yeah. This is the YouTube live feed. The YouTube live feed that is nothing but us doing the show, but shot from the perspective of Josh's sock garters. We need, oh, we need, focused on. Yeah, focused on. Sorry. We need right. one. Just, gotta sell the sizzle. Yeah. Just underneath Josh's desk, and then we can get one of the counter behind Game Nut. <laughs> so it's all of ours, too. Yeah. No sound. No, no. No sound, but... Other people don't wear sock garters. Or I wear... What do you wear? The fursuit. The, the you matted fursuit. fursuit. You wear a matted fursuit. I was going to say regular <laughs> socks, but... <laughs> Kyle, Kyle wore a gimp suit, as yeah. I recall. Yeah. I don't know what you wear, Cody. <laughs> I like the idea of latex, but I don't know if I have the budget for it. <laughs> you, just you, just wear, hey, hey, you wear just Kyle's cast-off gimp just, suit. Just some latex shorty shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I want the I want the Doctor Manhattan deep V cut right. panties. Yeah. So that's what I want. <laughs> you got you got some Namor mantis going. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's your, your classic Namor. Oh my god! But just to clarify, the only Showing thing that's the on the live jewels. feed is Josh's sock garters. The rest of this stuff not there. There's like uh-huh. the kid in class next to me got. Spider-Man underoos, the one on the other side got Superman, and I have just a black sash that's the Namor <laughs> outfit. It's got two gold bracers, but they're they're clearly just the Wonder Woman ones painted. You can see the jewels and scepter of Atlantis. <laughs> the ancient majesty of his forgotten kingdom. I brought you jewels! <laughs> Girls don't want jewels. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> I don't want jewels. I could be happy just to stay home and give you blows. Oh. I another weird little subtle joke of it is and I, I, subtle isn't exactly the word. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you couldn't describe any part of this movie that but way. How reticent he always is to get blown. Yeah. <laughs> by the by the by the lady nurse rocket scientist. Because she always wants to blow him and he's always just like, let's go out. The lady nurse rocket scientist. <laughs> Tom Green isn't yes anding the scene. <laughs> he is not going along he with is, it. He is stopping the comedy in its tracks. Well, I wondered if we were during the one scene where she was obviously forcing herself on him, if we were going to have to have a discussion about rape in that context. Well, they, <laughs> they say some other pretty inflammatory stuff that doesn't fly, but it's... It does use, yeah, I guess there's a content warning for that for people. Yeah. It uses a couple words uh, to refer to homosexual people and people with developmental disabilities that are not <laughs> okay anymore. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't It doesn't go with the uh, racial words that you're not allowed to say, but uh, it goes with some of the other ones. But yeah. that also feels extremely 2001. But I mean, I don't know. Those words, I mean, I'm not saying those words are okay because they're not. Right. I'm just saying that are they the most offensive thing in them? Like, is, are they, no, my well, question is, are they, and it's, it's fine if somebody thinks that they are, but are they more offensive than that close-up on the bit where Harlan Wilson gets a fucking, or Williams gets a fucking compound fracture and we get a close-up of the bone sticking out snapped and then tom green licks it it's definitely not as offensive as that maybe you might think it's as offensive as like touching a real horse's penis that the elephant Should one just keep coming back to it don't listen you? there was two, the one two was times funny. more horse penis in this movie than i was expecting the horse jack-off scene was much more realistic than the elephant one I think. right I mean, yes 
I haven't jacked off an elephant, and I can't <laughs> believe that they have a giant hose that's pointing sideways from the elephant. I don't think you could catch like, that on I don't camera. Think, isn't there like a rigidity? Like it's just like a hose. Why are you looking at me as if I have jacked off an elephant? All right, I mean, I'm going to settle this has. right now. Don't. Siri, show me elephant penis. Oh God! Why? Ah, uh, no! Stop it! The, All right. The phone just—it doesn't quit. Elephant. Genitalia. <laughs> you weren't even in safe mode. Echidna dick is the really weird looking one. So you know. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I would expect. <laughs> it's a, just, just so, sort of. It's a not dick. a visual medium, Cody. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have. Um, it's 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 a it's a it's a penis. It's it's not on the trunk. It's it's in the back. <laughs> yeah, I asked for and that. That's fair. That's my fault. Sorry, Josh. And it's an elephant. <laughs> They're gray, sometimes pink. <laughs> I'm done now. Yeah. But in the film, like he he's pulling it sideways. <laughs> yeah. The elephant is like this, and he's going like perpendicular to it and jerking it. And there has to be rigidity if they're mating in a standard going. mammalian way, because otherwise, <laughs> how is it gonna like it's gonna like flop all over? Well, you know how pound, when you're trying to go to pound town, sometimes <laughs> you tie a twig to it. Sometimes you just be hitting it from the side. A really big twig. Look. <laughs> <coughs> Like a log? It's like when you're standing at one urinal, but you want to pee at the one next to you. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking of the bit in, uh, in Letterkenny, where Shorzy is peeing from like several feet back. <laughs> <coughs> My uh, weird story. This feels on topic for Freddy Got Fingered, though. Oh, but, yeah? uh my mom is a is an elementary school art teacher. Oh, I can't wait to see where this goes. So it's it's fun because for for years and years and years, I would have to help uh, her move between her like uh, classroom between different buildings in our school district because there was several, and uh, I would always love doing it in the summer because there wouldn't be anybody else around, and they have those really really short urinals because elementary oh, school yeah. children are tiny. And you could stand, like, halfway back in this giant open bathroom and just, like, pee arc all it. the way, arc it, into the floor urinals. Nice. That's, uh, that's the closest I've ever come to doing that in a public setting. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've got to say. Okay. I think we've probably got enough we can, we can start rapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless we have do we, topic. Do we want to... Is, that the, is this the episode now? Do we do For that? For fuck's sake, fine. Um, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want to talk about whether or not we liked it? Yeah, that's what I was going to actually say. <laughs> no, never mind. You, you all know that I you think said this is an amazing movie. You said Start to wrap it. Oh. <laughs> Which means talking about whether we liked it or not. Wrapped. And then... Wrapped means I tell you guys that you go to fireside.f... No, fuck it, I don't remember. <laughs> that's another part. That's the oh. next part in the wrapping. Oh, sorry. That's the scotch tape of the wrapping part. Oh, sorry. Yes. So, y'all know I like this movie a lot. You legit do. I, I think it's great. I think it's art provocation. I think it's difficult. <laughs> and I honestly like Like other Shia LaBeouf art provocation? But better. Oh. Oof. That said, I do regret that I didn't go see the the live installation he did when I was in L.A. It was Shia Le- uh, Tom Green thing. Was that a Tom Green thing or the Shia LaBeouf thing? The Shia LaBeouf thing. Like he, I was I was in L.A. at grad school and he was doing the thing where he sat in a room. Oh was, shit! Yeah, I should have gone. You had the choice to or the option. I mean, I could have just gone out to where it was. I'm not sure it was he, a line. He was, <laughs> he was in Los Angeles at the same time Shia LaBeouf was. You see. How are you adding that extra L in there? I hear it every time, and it's one of those, like, it, it catches me every time, too. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. LaBeef. The beef. He could have saw the beef, and he chose not to see the beef. The beef. Where's the beef? I, I, I like this movie, too, honestly. Like... I, I liked and disliked it pretty much exactly what I expected for something that I, I knew was going to be as divisive as this. Hang on, hang on, hang it on. It does antagonize. Cody, Cody, you had a great quote in the middle of it where you're like, this movie is doing, how did you say it? This movie is doing all of the things I like 
and all of the things I hate at the same time. Yeah. It's, it, like I said, it's And that. I think that's a, a pretty good review of this movie. Everybody's I didn't got, say I felt differently than that. Everybody's I didn't say you did. Some <laughs> stupid thing that, like, is some Vine or TikTok style of humor that will immediately make you laugh. If it's, like, sudden ear death memes, if it's just people screaming for no reason, like, I also, I don't know why, but I I'll always think it's funny when, in any situation, real life or otherwise, somebody's like, did you take out the trash? Did you take out the trash? Did you take out the trash? And there's just like that escalation for something like really simple. I don't know why every single time that'll make me laugh too. Well, married life will agree with you. <laughs> yes. Did you take out the trash? <laughs> so, uh, and then some of the unexpected bits were kind of funny too. The getting hit by a semi... The cheese sandwich thing made me laugh really hard again for no reason. There's no lead up to that at all. In the sub store? Yeah, he's just like, hey, there's not enough cheese on my cheese sandwich. Well, we can't have that if there's not enough <laughs> cheese in your cheese sandwich. That's just two pieces of bread. <laughs> the, uh. The bit in the cheese sandwich thing, though, had more setup than payoff. Yeah. <laughs> which was, I mean, like. I mean, like a lot more setup yeah. than you'd expect. For his payoff, as it were, you know, like... Yeah, it's like, this guy is just going to leave unsatisfied either way. <laughs> it, uh, it, like, it parts like that, it, it feels like Clerks 2. Sure. I know that's just because it's, like, the restaurant thing, but that, like, I'm gonna fuck with you as much as I can possibly, like, stand to do it mm-hmm. myself. It actually reminds me a lot of Clerks 1 as well, in that there's... The plot is kind of secondary. Like, in Clerks, mm. there's plot in the beginning, middle, and end. and like, But it, it's like 10, 20 minutes of plot, all told. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is like people hanging out at the video store and <laughs> making jokes about Death Star contractors. Yeah. God. So, uh, I have mentioned previously that I used to just sort of leave MTV on while I was doing other things often. And one of the... As a, as a side effect of leaving MTV on while doing other things, I would be too lazy to change the channel when it would switch over from music content to other stuff. So I often caught the, you know, things like the early episodes of The Real World, like the Tom Green show, these sorts of things. So while this movie was going on, I was telling these guys, I was like, yeah, this was a bit on his show. This was a bit on his show. <laughs> because, because they happened to have been on. While I was, you know, while I was, you know, doing homework or, or whatever. Masturbating. Uh, and so you can, we can hey, say... Uh, any of those things, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like, that's mo- that's mostly what... what Contributing <laughs> to the satanic panic. Oh, uh, God, yeah. No, I... Let me tell you, the... the voting for gore. <laughs> God, Satanic I, Panic was mostly over by the time we're in <laughs> We're not. We're not that old. That was more eighties. Yeah. Um. So the, so so MTV went off. To, um. This uh, this movie felt more at home than I expected. Like, and let me tell you, like uh, I've been telling. Must be disconcerting, right? <laughs> uh, hang on, it gets there. Um. So so I I've been telling people the. Uh, you know, that I was going to watch this movie for the podcast for the last, I don't know, five or six days. I'm like, like i got to find some time to watch this Freddy Got Fingered movie because we're watching it for the pod and i got to get it to somebody else so they can watch it. Yada, yada, yada. And, and everybody's like, oh, God, you're going to watch that piece of shit? And I was like, oh, what am I fucking in for? Because, like, uh, you know, there were also a couple of times where it, while watching this I mentioned I had seen the trailer, like, way back when. Like, I, I mean, I was aware of some of the things that were going to come in this movie because because the trailer had those bits in it. And I, I remember seeing on MTV at that time, right? Mm. And so so I was like, oh, God, what am I in for? Like, this is... And then I, you know, I did the IMDb thing where I... And I saw that the Metacritic had it at 13, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, this is just going to be, like, the you know the silly silo at friggin uh, worlds of fun all over again um <laughs> you know i'm going to be vomiting all over cody 
and Cody's going to not be able to move because he's stuck to the wall, right? <laughs> like, this is this is what's going to be happening during... Well, stop coming on Cody so much that he sticks on the wall. <laughs> no, do you, you know what the silly silo is? I, I assume it's this. Yeah, it's a centrifugal, you know... Uh, yes, but my joke right. was that you No, no, I wasn't doing was that. I was, no, you were stuck to the wall because of the sticky, centrifugal like, port. Oh, like a blender. Calm, it's like a goddamn blender where you calm, put the blender in the like fucking the, like people in the, the, the stupid like blender, alright? Lick the book. Lick the book. Lick the book. I'm an albatross. I'm an albatross. I didn't throw up... I'm an albatross. I didn't throw up on Cody once. Aura came on me. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so, what was your reaction to this? I oh. didn't throw up on Cody once. Okay. Yeah, well, no, that was. Aura <laughs> didn't throw up on me. Fair enough. My girlfriend's gonna be pissed at me for the rest of the evening because I'm definitely late. No, not that. <laughs> um, oh, you're stuck in the yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. My I... brain is fried. I, I need to go do some harder drugs than what I normally do. <laughs> Forget this night ever happened. <laughs> oh, this this nostril is unbalanced. I need to do another Freddy Got Fingered so the other one is okay. <laughs> you can call your barber friend. <laughs> is that running continuity on this show? Oh, no, shit, that's no, you're a right. different one! Yeah. Oh, damn it. I fucking got Aura. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was a widely hated movie. <laughs> There's actually an insert on the Hang DVD. Hang on! I want to set this up better. Josh is just, like, waiting for me and Cody to be done. And then he, and then it's like he turned on, like, an NPC just now where he's like, Yeah, this movie was pretty hated. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to... I didn't have a good transition into yeah, one other thing I wanted to do. There's, a, there's an insert that comes with the DVD. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. yeah, that is mostly just like there's one good review and then like a <laughs> giant pane of bad review quotes. So, I'm not a good review of this movie because I had seen a lot of this bits before, just not with not with narrative attached. Yeah. Um, and it's Tom Green. I sort of knew what I was getting into. <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah, outside touch wants to podcast. They didn't so, even touch him, man. <laughs> they said they didn't you, even touch him. You ever, you ever like listening to a podcast and then and then like hearing sirens like in the background? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, sometimes like I'll be listening to the podcast in my car, and there'll be sirens oh, out yeah. their window. And I'll be like, oh gosh, I'm in traffic. Where are these sirens coming from? Brockhampton fucking loves to sample, like, small background-like siren effects, but then they'll loop it in a certain way, but until it loops, you're, it's the same thing. You're like, what the... Like, oh, shit. Oh. Cookies. Alright. Yep. You wanna... He did the NPC thing can... again just now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna tell us where we can find this stuff? Yeah, uh... Here, uh... If you if you've had enough of listening to us for one episode, or enough enough of podcasting with us for one episode, apparently I'm tired. <laughs> uh, you, you can, can see the exhaustion setting in the more that this movie goes on, and it's not even a full hour and a half. It's an hour and twenty seven minutes. But who's counting? <laughs> so uh, if you want to find all of our podcasts, you can find them at that podcast productions on fireside fm. If you're interested in our Facebook group, where a lot of a lot of this madness continues forward, uh, you can you can search us at that podcast stays up all night slumber party. Uh, there's a Twitter. Where's that at, Cody? Uh, that podcast productions. You can find it. It's at uh, at that productions. That's our Twitter handle. That productions. You can also find us by searching that podcast productions. So uh, it's at oh. that productions at at that at pro- at, at, at like that. the at symbol though not not at at, at symbol that. yeah that symbol yeah production symbol uh, it's the X ray cat he can see through wood he can only see through wood. he can only see through he can only see through wood he can only see through wood he sees the villain he's through the door the door's there and it's wood oh, there, there's, two the the door. there's two beavers there's two beavers they're screaming. There's uh, a bag of baboon eyes. 
see the sauce dripping down. The sauce. The sauce. The sauce is dripping. dripping. There's an Instagram that <laughs> dot podcast dot productions. Uh, there's nothing there yet, as far as I know. Um, there's very until, little on the Twitter. We've been uh, uh, and then finally, you can email us at. Oh no, wait, that's not. And finally, uh, you can email us at that dot podcast dot productions at gmail dot com. And finally, if podcatchers are your thing, you can find us at wherever podcasts are sold. Wherever podcasts are sold. Alright, so we release on Mondays. Our next episode will be that podcast we never do where we talk about Black Hole and the Beauty. Which is not the respective nicknames for Aura and Cody in high school, but two comic (laughs) books. Uh, (laughs) Black Hole is a slang for vagina. After that, we'll do That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where we will be examining the totally awesome 80s movie, Night of the Comet, which I'm psyched for. It's another it's another Josh-like, we have to be nice to him because it's a movie he likes fast. <laughs> you guys were nice <laughs> enough. Look at this, Claire! Look at that, Claire! That was worth it. <laughs> you made me read, like, early Fantastic Four bullshit. So <laughs> get fucked. I got my episode out of the way. Uh, Black hole is a slang for vagina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's as good a point as any, Dad. Yeah, no. The, end it. Just fucking end it, Josh. Just fucking end it. Lick the podcast. Lick the podcast. You're Lick supposed the podcast. To actually go Lick the podcast. 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 Lick the podcast.